Folks, our latest sponsor, Quant Wrestling, Q-U-A-N-T, just released their predictions for the 2022 NCAA tournament. Check them out now on Quant Wrestling, which you can download through the App Store. Get your first month free using the discount code WCML. You cannot be around these guys for longer than 30 minutes and not realize why you would be motivated around them and why you would want to push yourself further than what you thought you could. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100% how to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's Five percent of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort. It humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gents, welcome back to Wrestling Changed My Life. This is your host, Ryan Warner. This episode is presented by Quant Wrestling. Download the Quant app now in the Apple App Store, Q-U-A-N-T, Quant Wrestling. Folks, our guest today is the great Dan Dennis, an Illinois legend, an NCAA runner-up for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and a 2016 Olympian. Today, Dan is the head coach for the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. This interview was recorded at Carver Hawkeye Arena and is part of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club podcast. To view the full video episode, go to HawkeyeWrestling.com and join the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle is a monthly recurring fee where members can donate to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. All funds go to support Hawkeye Wrestling Club athletes. So video version is on HawkeyeWrestlingClub.com, and the audio version is available right here. So hope you enjoy it. Dan Dennis, head coach of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, Fan of the week goes to our friend Damian Puma, as well as his father, David Puma. Both Damian and his dad, David, listened to the podcast on the reg and called me last week to let me know about it. So thank you so much for calling. Appreciate the support as always. And without further ado, let's give it up for the great Dan Dennis. Peace! So Dan, I was looking through the rabbit hole in your career over the past week I just find the parallels between you and Terry both going to Tennessee then coming back here interesting. Yeah. What was the uh, like? When was the, the day you got the call to to come back to Iowa City? Um, it was kind of weird. Uh, I always keep up with our program when I was living in California. I keep up with what's going on here, who's in the lineup, what's you know the changes, anything exciting. And uh, when Perry and Gilman and all the girls took off, it was like, geez what's going on? I hadn't checked in in a while and I've always had a great relationship with Tom and Terry. Um, I just called Tom up and was like, Hey, what's, 
what's going on? Who are you guys bringing in? Like, what what's just trying to get an update? And uh, it was real natural, real organic, like organic, as cheesy as that sounds, but it was calling just to check in, see what was going on, and kind of get the inside scoop from, you know, my connections. And yeah. Then it was Tom. Well, let's talk about who's going to be the next wrestling uh, HWC coach. And I thought it would it would be a handful of other people. And Tom showed interest in me. And immediately, it's like, heck yeah! <laughs> like, how's it going, Morningstar? Good, good. We can cut that out. All good. <laughs> uh, immediately, it was like, absolutely, I'm interested. I, I mean, when I was gone, I've never left on bad terms and was always a big fan and like just wanting to be a part of, you know, in, in some involvement way. When I was in California, I would drive through and would wrestle with the guys for a little bit. And um, just my heart's here, you know, and, yeah. and the relationships here. This is, a, this is an area like nowhere else in wrestling. And, uh, when he brought up, you know, me, me maybe possibly coming back and coaching, it was like, yeah, what can I do? Wow. Um, and I loved it in Tennessee. It was awesome. I loved our guys down there. But there's there's nothing like this place, like this culture, this environment, second to none. And this team we're talking about right now. It's wicked. Skill level. It's, so it, people throw around a lot. You know, Spencer Lee is is maybe the best hockey ever, maybe the best college wrestler ever. You're an Olympian, so you know high-level wrestling. How elite is Spencer Lee compared to just the average elite wrestler? He's he's something special. He's de- There is something with him, and, and you can't put your finger on it even until you wrestle him, and then you still can't put your finger on it because it's like what he does, it, it's, not, it's nothing crazy flashy. He has some of that stuff and some of the scrambling, but just a pressure he has, and he's relentless um, in all areas. Uh, so he... I've been around some really high-level wrestlers, and the ability that this kid has is got to be at the top. Is it the like his his grip strength? I mean, what is the feel he brings? It's everything. It's everything. <laughs> um, when so we all know that he was out um, with ACL after Big Tens going into nationals, and uh, he was off the mat for um, from the Big Tens until nationals. Up until it was either two days before or three days before he was leaving for nationals. And Tom had him just jump on me and uh, just just execute some holds on top. Nothing on our feet, just drilling turns on top. And then uh, Tom walked by five minutes later and he's like, all right, Dennis, now make him work to get your wrists. And I start picking it up and it didn't look like I changed a thing. <laughs> it didn't. It looked like he was just drilling on me. And then two, three, four minutes later, Tom's walked by again. Hey, make him really work hard for those wrists. Don't give up your wrists now. And uh, I start picking up more on bottom, and it didn't look like I changed a thing. And then finally, Tom walked by and was like, hey, Dennis, I want you going live now on bottom. Don't let him get your wrist. And there was visually probably no change from the first time he started (laughs) executing until I was – it's unbelievable. And the only way I can describe it, it has to be what Gable felt like in his prime. Mm. Um, I mean, we we all know Gable, how he was a bear on top. Right. I, I remember when I came in, Gable was old, you know, he was really old, and he would still jump on some guys. Um, and I remember Charlie Falk, he was our 25-pounder one time uh, for a while, and uh, Gable jumped on Falk, and uh, I remember talking with Falk after, and he's <laughs> like, 
I can't wiggle my big toe when Gable's <laughs> on top of me. And uh, that has to be what Spencer feels like. Um, that's the only way I can yeah. try to associate it. But it's it's unbelievable because it's just wrist ties. It, mm-hmm. It's wrist ties, but it feels like Ryan Morningstar's on top of me. You know, it's just a bear. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to explain it. He just has that in him. Dude, he and like his personality, the way he's able to carry himself off the mat, so easy, easy. I don't want to say easy going lightly, but he's everyone loves the guy. He's very <laughs> he's affable. Sweetheart. Yeah, sweetheart. He's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I forget who I was telling this to. It's like when you're wrestling him, he'll be taking you down, and you'll almost giggle sometimes because it's like he's he's so slick and he's so nonchalant about it, yeah. and uh, it, it's not like. Uh, like a bear, like you're just in a overwhelmed physically. It's just like, how did you get there? And how am I going down now? And you just can't help but kind of scratch your head as he's taking you down. It's, it really is something unique, special. You took him to the Olympics as your training partner? Yeah. I did not know that until like literally 24 hours ago. Was he here at the time? <laughs> no, he was, uh, he was still in high school and I had wrestled with him a handful of times at the OTC and wow. So a high schooler um, going to the, as he a training get, he, he, and that had to be recruited. That that was not. It was the best feel and the best person for me to bring. Yeah. His international feel. I mean, he had more experience at that time than probably anybody in the country around my weight. Um, as silly as that <laughs> sounds, age group wise. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, you know. Um, and I, I mean, I remember he beat me in a match um, at our training camp, probably a week before I competed. And it's like this high schooler and we wrestled again later. And, and he it's like he's at that level right now as a junior, senior in high school. He was competing with, you know, high level Division One All-Americans at in high school, which is unheard of. Unreal. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you think about some of the studs back back in our era. You know, one that comes to mind, your high school teammate, Jimmy Kennedy, was yeah. a walking god in the Illinois mm-hmm. circles. But you see these kids now coming in. They're ready to go, like, like the Gable Stevens of the world. Spencer Lee's yep. coming in right away. Yeah. What about DeSanto? What kind of field does he bring as opposed to Lee? Very, very different. Um, very different. Equally as capable I, I really do believe that DeSanto does some freaky things. He uh, If he can get out of his own way a little bit, and I'm not talking bad at all, he, his potential is, is Scott, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is high. He His pace, I mean, everyone knows him for his pace, and that's relentless, and it's hard to stay in and wrestle yeah. with. Um, but outside that, his scrambling ability, some of the things he does, watch him warm up, and he'll do some things where it's like, wow, that kid's athletic. He really is. Um, he's just got to He's got to bring it all together. A little bit more consistent, but, I mean, equally as excited for him to get on the international scene. It's such a nightmare weight in a good way. Yeah. 133 this year, Michik, Fix, DeSanto, RBY. Yep. I mean, there's just so many hammer. It's always been a great weight. Yeah. That's why it breaks my heart that it's on Olympic weight. Yeah. You know, it's crazy <laughs> how deep we are there in the U.S., and obviously DeSanto will be right there in the mix of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So you go back to your early days here at Iowa. You're one of the few. I guess Morningstar also came in with Zaleski, Mm -hmm. and you guys stayed through. When you got the call from, I think it was Steiner maybe at the time, or or, I don't know, Hart Tongue, were you looking at Iowa before that as a high school senior? No, no. I was was different through high school, and I wasn't certain I wanted to wrestle Division I, 
Um, I went on a recruiting visit to Northern Illinois, um, and then I went to Iowa, and then I canceled all the other ones, but I was set up to go to um, a Division two school up in Wisconsin, and then uh, Central Michigan, I believe it was. Okay. And uh, as soon as I came here, it was like sold. Um, there's nothing like it. Um, it's, I mean, walk down through this tunnel and be a right. senior in high school. I can compete in front of this, <laughs> you know, and it's not a, it's not a bluff where it's like, we got a big, a big, uh, arena and you get 2000 fans there, 1500 fans. I mean, we pack the house and it's, uh, our fan base is, is like nowhere else. So when you start telling a senior in high school that, you know, this is, your future and competing in front of it's like, yeah. Okay. What do you mean? I mean, yeah. you might be the only recruit that looked at Northern Illinois and Iowa as the two schools. Usually it's like, yeah. you know, like a power five or something, but I mean, you were a two time runner up. People mm-hmm. made snuff at that, but you got to remember Illinois back in our heyday. It was double tough. a baby. It was 24 man bracket. Yep. No true wrestle. Bats. No. <laughs> so it was nasty. It and those was. guys at the weights, I mean, your senior year, I was looking at it. Uh, Jan in the quarters, he went on to wrestle or is it John? Yeah, uh, Kyle John. He, uh, I wrestled him in the finals my junior year. I lost okay. to him, um, and then he he went on and did pretty well. I think different division two or division three, but he, but he was yeah, really tough. Yeah, really tough wrestler. And then uh, Kenny Jordan, as we were talking about earlier, I lost to my senior year. Um, went to Nebraska, and he was tough as nails as well. And one of your teammates, we mentioned earlier, Jimmy Candy, you wrestled a lot in college. What were your high school scraps like in the practice room? Um, we didn't wrestle a ton. Um, he used to beat the daylights out of me. Um, Jimmy, like you said, he was a, he was a walking God in Illinois and he was, you know, through age group when he was younger, he was going to Tulsa and winning all those tournaments. Um, I was, a I was a seasonal wrestler probably at youth, um, up until my freshman year of high school where my high school coach kind of really took me under his wing and helped me along. Um, but I was kind of a seasonal wrestler, so I, Jimmy used to beat up on me. There's quite a few of them. What was the turning point in high school for you? Um, I think just getting committed and in high school and I mean, just dedicate myself. I mean, we lifted all summer long. My high school coach was, he was awesome. Mm. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better high school coach. He was absolutely amazing. Um, and we had multiple of them. It wasn't just one. We had, we had a really good coaching staff. And uh, I think just throughout high school and getting stronger and, I mean, just living in the wrestling room helped me, you know, catch Jimmy a little bit. Um, but we, we had a tough team. We had a tough team. Yeah, Joe Barzak, I remember yep. as well. Yep. So. John Deneen, another one who wrestled yeah. at uh, Illinois. And then we had some kids that didn't even go on and wrestle college that were just tough as nails just scrappy the area we're from we got we got some tough kids <laughs> for sure and then yeah. you get here dude not even like four months later you're wrestling in the iowa iowa state duel yeah and you, you got to win in that duel as a true freshman did you know you were going to start as a freshman um no but kind of whatever coaching staff thought my my parents weren't super involved on like we got a red shirt and then go into this and my parents were just kind of supportive they didn't really make many calls at all at all um and when i got in and being able to scrap with the guys in the room and doing good um it might not have been the best thing for me but at the time it was all on board and excited for it 
it, it was a growing year. I had, I, had a, yeah. I, had a, I had a rough season that year. And you ended up, I just love the, I'm sure it was a low moment at the time, 0-2 at the Big Tens. And like, oh, I think that was 6 maybe. Mm-hmm. Dude, 10 years later, you're at the Olympics. It's just, I love the, uh, yeah. I love the, the journey to get there, you know, and all the learnings you developed along the way. So where were you at when you heard that Tommy Brands was coming from Virginia Tech and taking over the helm? Uh, well, I remember our coaches got, uh, all got replaced, um, got fired yeah. at the end of the season. And I didn't know, I mean, you know, the Brands brothers, you know, the all-stars through Iowa wrestling, but I, I didn't have any real knowledge of like in depth who they were as people. Um, and then from minute one on campus, it was like, these guys are awesome. <laughs> these guys are awesome. Is there a big buzz right away? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting those guys back was huge. Um, and was there a long week? It was like a week or two weeks between when they were, when the old regime was let go and Tom was brought in, or was it like mm-hmm. right away in your mind? Uh, I think it was, it was pretty quick. It was at least, it was probably a week or so, but it wasn't, it wasn't a month. Um, right. but it, it was, it wasn't immediate. Like these coaches are out and these are in, it wasn't that quick, but it was pretty timely fashion. I saw an interview that Morningstar did. I think you were in it where the old, you know, the, all the Virginia tech guys get here and obviously you were battling Slayton, but you guys go camping at like the world team trials or something. Yeah, What's yeah. that story? Oh, it was, it was just a, a clash of, uh, of two teams coming together, you know? Um, and those guys were awesome. They're absolutely awesome. And Joey, he was my competition at the weight, but I mean, Joey was, is, was a really good friend. Um, it, it's weird how that worked, but he, yeah. he's freaking awesome. One of the toughest guys you'll ever wrestle. He looks so Just scary. gritty, <laughs> gritty so and scary. tough as, tough as nails. Yeah. He was a bulldog. Man. He was, Jeez. he was. And like, so, oh wait, he gets second. And at this point you're like newly committed with Tom Brands. You're, you're in the thick of it. Are you guys battling throughout the year? Or like what happened in 08 when he ended up getting second? Um, is he the guy most of it or yeah yeah he he was a guy all of it um he was a guy all of it he uh he did a he did an amazing job um that was 08 yeah i i i think i broke my jaw that year as well so i was out for one season i split my jaw the day before wrestle offs actually um yeah so i was out i mean he he was probably more mature and ready to take over that spot and dominate it the way he did. And he did. I mean, he was, he was ranked high and he was in contention to, yeah. you know, win national title. Um, Shit, he lost an Olympic bronze medalist, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, dang. Yeah. He, he, he was on the level. He is. And I've heard you say that like once Tom got here, your, like, your level of what you thought you were possible of just went through the roof. Like you've never been pushed like that and never made the, the gains you made like that. What are some of the more memorable like workouts with coach brands in that first year that really made you realize like, dude, I'm not even close to where I thought I could be. <laughs> I got a lot of memories. Um, some probably shouldn't be out, uh, out in the public. Uh, the thing is he demands what you're capable of. And when you're young and you think you're capable of something that's not even close, you know, like, I, I had a lot of confidence issues or yeah. co- co- competition issues too. I'm not competing the way I probably should have. Um, and the workouts that they put you through and then the way they talk to you after is uh, it's motivating. It, it, you cannot be around these guys for longer than 30 minutes and not 
realize why you would be motivated around them and why you would want to push yourself further than what you thought you could. Um, I mean, I remember workouts with the one I'm thinking of with Terry, actually, I, I remember a workout with Ryan Morningstar and he was 65 pounder and I was a 33 pounder mm-hmm. and it was a summer workout and it was Ryan starting extended in on a single and I'm completely sprawled off of him, like buckled at the knees in almost in a front headlock, except he's locked on a leg and, uh, go <laughs> and, and Ryan would suck me up, take me down five to 15 seconds, however long I could fight right. and then break back in there. And it just, it didn't end. It didn't seem like it ended. How and, long you think? In my head, it was a two hour workout, but it was, it was probably, it was probably an hour plus. Um, of just that situation. Of just, I mean, we got warm, drilled a little bit and then got in there and did that for probably 45 minutes is what I would guess. Yeah. Um, but I got off a of one shot that whole workout, and I just remember like, what the heck, having my head down, kind of sulking. And then immediately, it wasn't that week, because I think that was later on in the week, um, but it was the next week I was wrestling, and some guys my size would be in on my leg, and I was like, you're not going anywhere. And that was uh, kind of an immediate, uh, pretty quick turnaround on seeing results. But, I mean, Tom, I, I, mean, I remember him coming in and us having a 45-minute or – I don't know how long it was, um, but it was a very, very long hand fighting go. And it was just a workout. We got warm in a workout, and then he said, all right, get ready for a long hand fighting go. Long hand fighting go coming up. And when he says long, it's – because when he says short, it can be long. Right. So when he says – when he says uh, – regular length it's like that's gonna be long when he says long it's like how long is this and uh i mean it was just physical i mean it was a physical workout that you didn't want to keep going but you sure didn't want tom calling you out for not wrestling hard enough would you be surprised if it was more than 30 minutes oh not at all it was a long it was a long workout and i mean ask morningstar or uh ask tom he probably doesn't even remember because he's been through so many workouts like that but just the intensity that he brings is is it's like nowhere else i've ever been and it's crazy because you were around so many wrestling figures growing up and even the the prior regime they were great coaches they did a great Mm -hmm. job yeah but it's just what it's just they the level they demand is is so high and they don't the thing is they don't let things slip either if you're holding back at all like hey let's get out of you let's go you're, and they'll call you out on holding back. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where it's your job to respond as an athlete. And I think that, you know, that's the best thing you can do is just focus on what they're saying. They don't have they're not they're not yelling at you. They're not barking at you to not do right by you. That's the only reason you're ever getting barked at is because they see the potential that they want to get out of you. Right. Um, and that that's huge. That's huge. The thing to me that they never had a problem with that a lot of people struggle with is like limiting beliefs. They don't have any limiting beliefs. Like they don't like earlier I was asking Tom, he was sitting right there. I go, you guys raised 25 million. That's amazing. He's like, why is that amazing? In my mind, it was. I'm like, 25 million is a shitload of money. It's a lot you know? of money. And those guys, <laughs> their bar's so high, it's not it, to them. And whatever it takes is what we're going to accomplish. If it was, if it was 50 million Tom would be out right now, you know, whatever it was, if it was whatever, whatever the number is, it's, it's not, that's a lot. That's big. It's, that's what I got to go do. Yeah. And that's it. There's no like emotion behind it. There's no feeling good, patting yourself on the back. 
Um, maybe there is when it's all said and done, but you don't see too much of that. No. So all business. It is. It really is. And it, it's just there's no lack in motivation ever at down no, moment. And that's that's exactly what I was saying earlier. You're around those guys for more than thirty minutes, and you will see why they're some of the most they're probably the most motivated people I've ever been around without the cheesy cliche wake up and th- that type of yeah. cheese ball motivation I mean it's real it is real they come up wake up with a purpose and they demand it out of the people they're around yeah no so. it's obviously it, it's it's evident you know the the, the building right now is seen a national title in 2020 and this year we're coming back fans in the building I yep. can't wait that's going to be awesome. So many good duels on the docket this year. But before we get there, let's go back to your one of the breakthrough tournaments for you was the senior uh, University Nationals 08. Okay. You yeah. remember this tournament? Mm-hmm. I, in an interview, you said, you're like, I went into the thing terrified to death. And I and now that you mentioned you had some some self-doubt issues before you wrestled, is that a true statement? Because you had the Gomez asserts this? Well, assert <laughs> this probably shouldn't be said. Um I, I, I do remember that tournament. I, I was hurting um, through that tournament. I got a real bad back, and I was had a lot going on at that tournament. And I remember just trying to get off the mat as soon as possible. And I'm one of those guys. I, I have nerves, pretty bad nerves. But when the whistle blows, I, I do a really good job at just kind of zoning in yeah. um, to what's going on. So I... I you know, leading up to it, I might be a little nervous and like a little shaky and, uh, you know, a little nervous, yeah. <laughs> a little nervous, scared, whatever you want to put it. But uh, when the whistle blows, I do a, a pretty good job at focusing at the task at hand. Um, but I remember it was a true set. There was true second at that tournament. And Gomez had beaten Sirtis. And Sirtis is one of those guys. Um, he used to play with me. I I can count on one hand how many takedowns I've had, I've gotten on him in four years. The guy's an absolute freak of nature, and I give him a lot of credit. He used to help me out a lot. Um, I remember coming in with him and just he he was a technical wizard mm. and uh, working through positions and just hitting holds, and I felt like that really helped my wrestling. Um, but Alex lost to Gomez, and I remember someone telling me you got it's true second and i was like well so if i lose and cert this will wrestle me <laughs> it's like oh gosh i don't want i gotta get off the i gotta win um and that was in the in the finals and luckily i i beat franklin in yeah. um two periods it was best of three periods back then i think it was um but good tournament um but I like I where I'm good is where I'll stay in matches a lot, and I remember just getting on top of guys and was like I'm not I'm gonna get off the mat <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna get out of this period yeah. and uh, just putting a lot of energy on you know on turns and just wrestling stingy and doing pretty good that tournament. Sirtis is a name that you don't often remember, but he came out. I I mean a lot of you probably do, but. Man, there's been so many great names, but dude, that's a name. He came in undefeated in high school. He was so good. He was a freak. Um, and then his true freshman year when he started, he had overtime matches with the number one ranked guy. It was Gallic at the time. Okay. Um, and he was always right there. And uh, he was he was one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever wrestled with. You used to beat the daylights <laughs> out of me. Bad. I, I mean, bad. Well, when you got here, you had some great rtc guys too right yep freyer yep. zadik um freyer wasn't in the club or when 
when I first got here, he came on staff. I think he was strength and conditioning for a little bit. Um, Zadik, uh, Cliff Moore was actually here my first year. Um, Cliff Moore was tough as nails. He is tough as nails. Great guy. Um, learned a lot from him. Um, our club was our club was good. Eustace was in the club at the time. Um, Mike Zadik was in the club. Um, Doug Schwab. He was a he used to beat the daylights out of me. We had some we had some hammer. We had some killers. Did I you mean, pick up did. the elbow from the from Zadik? The elbow to the yeah, knee. Yeah, that little raker shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I, and then I was looking back at the ro- the rosters. I'm like, when was Zadik here? When did he leave? But there was some overlap. It mm-hmm. sounded like. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, that's, I just love all the the different generations and Freyer. You know, that's a guy who, you know, took out one of Iowa's Iowa's yeah, Iowa's Metcalf. guys, Metcalf. But he was such a funky wrestler. He was. He you was don't a really see a lot funky of wrestler. Iowa guys around that often. No, not a ton, but he fit in good at the time, and he uh, I learned a lot from him. He was awesome to have. Yeah, I mean, just a crazy style. How do you think about that 2010 team where you, know, you were a senior, Morningstar was there, versus the guys now? There's a lot of comparisons going on, just because they were so dominant. Yeah, um, we had a good team. We had a really good team. I said this in some other interview. I remember we shut out the whole state of Michigan. <laughs> um, and so I heard you say that. What do you mean by that? In the dual meets, we shut. We wrestled Michigan, and we shut them out. And then we wrestled Central Michigan. I believe we shut them out as well. And then at Midlands, every matchup we had with uh, with any of the Michigan school, we won all those matches. <laughs> I mean, we, we just had... We had some savages on our team. I mean, Metcalf, Borschel, Caddy, Erickson, uh, Beatty, uh, I was McDonough, um, Montel Marion. Yeah. Like we had, we had Metcalf. Um, we had some good wrestlers. Uh, and Slayton, who who Slayton. could have been in that forty-one. Yeah, yeah. Slayton versus Dake would have been a lot of fun. I, yeah, I I think Joey. Joey can compete with anyone. He's he's a freak. I would have loved to have seen him wrestle that year. Yeah. Now, when you were in it, in any Iowa wrestler for that matter, you got the 3 o'clock afternoon practice. Are this, Is the stuff you're doing in the morning, is that on Dan Dennis's schedule and you just think you need to do it, or is that an organized plan of attack? Um, the fir- My freshman year, you get like strength and conditioning and just kind of get in the groove of what, the expectations are on a team like this. Um, so we had morning lift my freshman year um, starting into season. And then it's just kind of the precedent set on, Hey, how's your weight? Is it something you need to be working on? Well, then come in in the morning. How's your shape? Is How's your drill? How's your technique? How's right. your high crotch? How's your bottom position? How's your front headlock? How, if you need work on it, come in, do it on your own. That's one thing that our coaches preach a lot is independent work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where if you listen to them, you can make a lot of headway on your own, just coming in, line someone up and, uh, and, or have a coach put you through. Um, Yeah. So I think it was just kind of normal at that point. The two a days and, or or not every day, not every day, but yeah. yeah, coming in throughout the week and just maintaining your body, whether it's strength, whether it's cardio, whether you need to work on technique, um, whatever that is, just adding to your wrestling. There's not a day that goes by that you shouldn't be sharpening some part of your wrestling, you know? And you mentioned, how was your weight? One of the guys on your team who I think about that question being asked to a lot mcdonough because at one point they were looking at him going 41 yeah and i've had him on my podcast and i love talking to him about just that that whole that team in that era 
But like, were you shocked to see that he was going on to 25? I, I kind of live in my own little bubble. Don't pay attention to too much around me. Um, I knew he came in as a 33, 41 pounder, kind of either or. And then he probably would have been a 33 pounder. And we, we just, he did a very selfless thing on what was best for the team and what was ultimately best for him. But he had to make a choice and it wasn't an easy choice. Yeah. I mean, he cut a lot of weight and he did it. He did a good job doing it. Um, he said he started in like the summer at some point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I mean. He was, he was a committed, dedicated, he didn't come in at preseason and be 20 over. I mean, he was working on it on, you know, middle of summer, start leaning his body out. And he had a big frame that could have went up and, uh, it just turned out that it was, it was best for our team and it was best for him too. I believe in the, in the long run. How often were you guys working out back then? Uh, pretty good amount. Uh, we bounce around a lot. Uh, he was, he was scrappy, man. He is scrappy. There's, there's no was he is. I mean, you watch him wrestle. He's, he's one of the, he's relentless. He's a little DeSanto, you know, (laughs) he really is. And there's like, it's just that, that lightweight you has always seemed to to carry through. And, and, but then now you look at Iowa's upperweights. I mean, man, Kemmer, I mean, how good can you get? Kemmer, Kemmer is a freak. Kemmer is so good. He's one of those guys. If we got to keep keep him healthy, keep him feeling good. He he can wrestle with he has he has, I mean him and Lee are from the same club, right? Yeah. He has a lot of those tricks, and he has his his technical wrestling IQ is crazy high. Um, it yeah. really is. He's he's a phenomenal wrestler. So he was one of the first ones as part of the new class, right? Yeah. Well, and he came in, he came in as a forty nine pounder. I used to wrestle with. Uh, Kemmer quite a bit so he his first year is redshirt freshman year he was a 49 pounder um, oh, well, during your Olympic comeback that's how far back we're, oh so he's been around that long he's been around that long he's he, this is his seventh year in college wow. um, he uh, and he was one of those guys the first time we wrestled there was something I, I I do good wrestling with big guys I just a matchup or how whatever well I usually can stay in there with bigger guys and you know, give him fits and compete with him a little bit. He was one of those guys. He would just pick me apart right away. It was like, I, when he gets his hands locked, it's a conveyor belt. You can't get your hips back. He, he's very, very good wrestler. He was one of those guys from his true freshman year. It's like, all right, I'll grab this young pup. Yeah. And then you grab the young pup that just put a whooping on you. And you're like, <laughs> geez, almighty, that kid's good. Yeah. He's um, got that back. It looks so strong. It's huge. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It looks big. <laughs> good to know it translates. It, it does. it looks ridiculous. And you can't stop it when it gets locked and starts pulling your legs in. He, he's a he's good wrestler. Does he bring a different feel for Marinelli? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's a little bit like Lee in the sense where he's disappearing on you. I mean, whole hand fight and he can stay in a hand fight, but then you go to wind up on a club and he's underneath you and already starting to finish. And it's like, where did you go? How do you move that good for a big guy? Especially now up at 74. Um, It is crazy. It's nuts. So and and Marinelli is more of a a, a brawler. Marinelli, yeah. You watch him pre- watch him wrestle. I mean, his hands are bricks. I yeah. mean, they just they're they're heavy, and he doesn't stop using them. He's uh he's relentless. It's just look at this lineup. It's unbelievable. I mean, we'll look back now as Hawkeye fans years from now, and in, in this class that's been together, obviously, has has really been a a chapter in Iowa wrestling on yeah. its own. Yeah. You know, as as was your class, and as was. 
Coach Brand's class of 91-92. You look back at those lineups, yep. that's ridiculous yeah. too. You know, Zappital, both Brands, both Steiners, that's, Tom uh, Ryan, Mark uh, Ryland. That's a rough <laughs> draw. Crazy. That is. And you think about back then, they had a little bit of Penn State as a rival, a lot of Oklahoma State as a mm-hmm. rival. Now, obviously, it's Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma State, very dominant still. Mm-hmm. When you look at Iowa versus in those two rivalries, Penn State and Okie State, how has it changed and evolved since you were here? Um, so when I was in school, Penn State was starting to come up, but they weren't that dominant. Um, Oklahoma State was always, I mean, going down to Oklahoma State's fun to wrestle in, too. Their, their fans are similar to ours. Um, similar. I won't say the same. There's nothing <laughs> like ours. Um, but they they get rowdy, and they get loud, and they get in your ear, and they like skating on the edge of the mat, and they like talking crap. And it's uh, so that one probably stands out a little bit more than Penn State, for sure. Um, and it was always fun going down there, but it, it's, it's just shifting, right? Yeah. It just shift from one program to another. Um, so. And being a, a wrestling fan and a wrestling coach as you are, fan's an understatement, but a wrestling, you know, uh, sewer, when you look at Penn state, what they've done over 10 years, what sticks out there? I mean, or what do you think enables the success? I have no idea. <laughs> um, they, they do a, a good, rivalry. yeah. They do a good job peaking their guys. They, their program. I mean, the past ten years, they've you got to respect what they've done. I mean, they've done a really good job at you know kind of dominating college wrestling a little bit. Um, they do a really good job at at peaking their guys and developing their guys. I think, and um, they got they got some freak athletes there. They do, you know. Um, but I like where we're at. I mean, really, I'm chalking up. Now, uh, 20 as a title for Iowa, 21 as a title for Iowa. So this is the this is the showdown. This is the bake off this year coming up. Can't wait for the Carver into January. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, and then Oklahoma State's at the Ranger Stadium. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, that'll Iran, be cool. And USA are gonna wrestle. Yep. After that, so yeah. do you do you follow the international scene outside of the Hawkeye Club guys? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Flo does such a good job yeah. at making everything accessible, right? Um, but you you kind of always guys in our club who do we have to compete with where where are they looking good where do we need to work where do we, you know just kind of using that as a little bit of a measuring stick yeah um so we got our work ahead of us it's gonna be fun man. it is usa wrestling obviously maybe early 90s was as good but right now better maybe better than then yeah. um in the hawkeye club moving forward i'm sure is going to be a big part of the international scene once the college season's done, how does like how do you work with those guys on like a planning and tournament schedule? Is it individual or is it a group effort? It, it uh, a little bit of both, I think. Um, Tom is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever been around. For what does this individual athlete need? Um, and, and Terry, our whole coaching staff, just judge. It's not a blanket. This is what everybody has to do getting into the club yeah. or should be doing. It's well, how's where's this guy need to get better? Should we really be going and competing or do we need to be working, you know, get developing in this area? Um, or is it go over for a little training camp for two weeks and, you know, pick up some of these tricks and get some experience and then we'll enter them in a tournament, whatever that may be. Um, we we're low on numbers right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but after next year, we're going to be adding, you know, five to 
10 guys um, into the club. So It's funny. So many RTCs are like, yeah, we're trying to pick up a stud. We're trying to pick up a guy here or there. It's like We're going to be reloading like, it pretty good. We'll be sitting a, all right. A windfall signing as soon yeah. as the season's done. <laughs> we will. It's like, God, it's going to be so deep again. It's, it's going to be awesome because... You know, everyone remembers the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, the original RTC, 1973. Mm. Yep. You know, been putting out Olympians forever. And so um, it was a little weird to see 2021. I think Sammy Brooks was there, but everyone knew you guys had all your studs waiting in the wings. And then after this season, they'll be attacking the international scene. So we're excited about that. Yeah. What are you thinking about the facility? How amazing is this? It's going to be The design awesome. of this thing. Have you seen any of the blueprints for I've, it? I've seen a couple of them, and I know that they change quite a bit, and that's outside of my you know, area. Right. Um, but I've seen blueprints of it and hear talk about it all the time, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a pretty, pretty unique facility. It's crazy because whenever – you know, we would come here to Carver, even as like a middle schooler, to watch a dual meet. Mm-hmm. You know, we got free tickets. To come down and see the Iowa room then, it seemed like... So cool. Right. It's larger than life, right? Even though like yeah. now it's like, we want natural light, like this, that. It, you, that didn't matter. You just yeah. saw the Hawkeye room and it was like, you couldn't even believe it. Yeah. Like, the mats were so soft. It was so hot in there. Yep. But um, now it's just like cool that... Pretty soon, this whole new generation is going to be starting in a new facility. Yeah. People won't even know this place no. anymore. <laughs> Take your video now. It's going to be going away soon. The amount of battles that have taken place in there is it's stunning. Wild. <laughs> and when you look at Coach Brands, he obviously has sustained success with Terry and, and a number of assistants. But the one example I like to point to that shows like how unique of a coach he is is the year Metcalf and Perry won. Do you think there's any two guys more different than no, Metcalf and Mark No, Perry? and that that right there is why I I stand my ground and this is one of the angles one of the points I make when I argue that Tom is one of the best coaches. You can't you can't coach polar opposites like that and get the most out of them without being so in tune with your athletes' needs. Um, and if you can coach Mark Perry and get that much out of him and then coach Brent Metcalf, who are polar opposite wrestlers, stylistically positions that they wrestle, um, pretty much through and through that is an impressive coach right there that can manage both of those at the same time. Um, and it, it was, it was awesome to be a part of. I was, I was on the bench that year. Um, but I remember it, that was in St. Louis, right? Yeah. Yep. I remember being down there, and it was it was awesome to watch. It was really cool. So, are you when you're at an event like that as a not starter? Are you in the tunnel warming guys up? Or are you taking it as a fan? Uh, I don't think that they were allowing us down there. It's pretty tight access at at the national tournament. Um, if you're not a training partner on the list, it's you're pretty much just in the stands watching. Um, and I, I don't think I was down. I was, I was still pretty young. I think that was my second year. Okay. Um, I think that was, no, it might've been my third year. Cause I was Metcalf's first year back, or right? Six, oh, seven, oh, eight, nine, ten. So yeah. eight was your third year. Yeah. I think, and I think it was oh, eight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so was Gable here that year? Was that the year he was yeah. coaching? Yeah. I think so. People forget about that. Yeah, he came back for one year. I love the picture of Gable and Kale on the mat going head to head. Yeah. Gable's like 50 <laughs> or 60. his finger yeah. at him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Was he involved a lot or? Yeah, he was. He was Gable's awesome. Gable's awesome. Um, I mean, he's a living legend, right? Yeah. You know. One of the coolest just like people persons you'll hang out, ever hang out with. And really, now I'm getting to know Tom a little bit. He's like that too. People just didn't know that. Yeah. He is. There's a lot. There's a lot to Tom. There's a whole lot to Tom. But it's hard to see past, you know, his interviews and how, 
how re- tough he is, <laughs> you know, so tough. he yeah. is, um, and he has that standard. So it's hard to kind of see past that and give him a, give him a personality other yeah. than that, you know? Well, one of the uh, questions we got from the inner circle members coming into this interview was, does Tom, well, one is, was Tom still wrestling guys when you were back yes. in college? Yes. And Tom would make guys cry. So he, he, he Tom, Tom and Terry, both of them would beat the tar out of all of us, whoever they wrestled, whether it was me, McDonough, uh, Sirtis, Montel, Metcalf, it didn't matter who. Though, yes, those guys would beat the crap out of all of us. And they were 40-something years old. <laughs> you know, um, they would they would put the shoes on and they would just mop the mats with us. Yeah, if that was 2010, he won in 96. So that'd be like you wrestling in 2040. Yeah. At a high yeah, level. No way. That's <laughs> <Yes>. not happening. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that was just, they just didn't know if they, he was still wrestling in the 2010 era. Um, well, it, it was, yeah, yeah, they were. They were. I remember watching Tom... Tom grabbing Ramos and Terry grabbing McDonough and just being like, these are, Yikes. these are two kids favored to win nationals. <laughs> and Tom and Terry were just beating up on us. Um, they probably didn't get out. Didn't... <laughs> no, I don't th- it wasn't competitive. It was very one-sided. It's crazy because Tom will say to this day, like he never got the best of Randy Lewis. So like, it just always, there's that trickle down of hierarchy. Well, I can think of quite a few people who have never gotten the best of Tom Brands. <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine yeah. how big that list is. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you're back here, you know, Iowa City, wrestling, I think it's Wrestling Capital USA is what I'm I'm supposed to be saying. It, it is. That's the new, uh, the new slogan. But I just want to wind down with, I would just announce women's wrestling. Yep. Maybe the biggest announcement in the past 15, 20 years in terms of the long-term impact. Um, just what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm it's sure awesome. you knew it was coming, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, you kind of know what direction it's going as a whole sport. And our coaches, are they're open-minded, and they want to do what's best for our program. And it, we we got to be front runners with women wrestling. It's it's only a matter of time. Why are we not going to be doing it first is kind of their attitude towards it. Right. And uh, they did it first, and they're doing it at the highest level. So it's exciting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all, you know, all the changes it makes. I, I I can't imagine it'll be too many, right. um, but it is exciting. It's pretty pretty cool. Our ladies are so good right now. Yeah. If you watch like Sarah Hildebrand or any of those mm-hmm. girls, they're so tough. Yeah. It's fun to watch. So I just wonder if like down the road it'll be like a dual meet. All right, 125 guy, 125 girl. Like how they, if they're going to do them together or if Maybe. you thought of it. I, 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 that was the first I ever heard of it. It would make sense though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how UWW does it. Yeah. Alternate them. Well. Well, Dan Dennis, really glad you could take some time for no us, problem, my man. man. The only other question we have from an Inner Circle member, they go, they know you're a well-read man. Any book recommendations or anything you're loving lately? Uh, uh, I always mess up the the uh, the title. It's either Becoming Superman or The Rise of Superman. It's, uh, it's like exploring... Uh, mainly Red Bull sports, like high adrenaline sports, and um, the psychology behind it. And it's a that's a really interesting book, really good book. Um, and then Stealing Fires by this co-written by the same author, um, similar but a little, little further out there. But pieces of it you can take and you know put into work in your life. I think. What was the first one? 
either Becoming Superman or The Rise of Superman by okay. Stephen Cother. Does the Don Wall still take the cake on documentaries? That Don Wall's awesome. I lo- I've watched it like four or five times. It's an awesome one. You know what I didn't like hearing about it, and then I actually watched it. Um, Free Solo, you ever seen that? Yeah. I freaking love that guy. And Arnold is insane. Insane. You don't like Free Solo? I, d- I, I didn't I didn't give it a fair chance because I, I when I, I used to climb quite a right, bit right. and in Moab, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I spent a bunch of time there. Um but all over. But uh I remember Free soloing, that's the dumbest thing I've ever... Why would you climb without a rope? And I was really close-minded to it. And then actually watching it and seeing, you know, obviously it's a movie, but seeing the commitment and the dedication and the seriousness that that guy had, uh, he was, he's top-level one, I mean, freak athlete. Uh, I actually really, really liked that movie, and I didn't at I didn't like hearing about it until yeah. I watched it. Kind of one of those. For the layperson, how insane is the free solo versus the regular climbing? Is it just another I, level? I, it doesn't even make sense in my head. Really? It, it doesn't compute. I mean, I I would never push my climbing ability without <laughs> without <laughs> without a rope. Um, and he did it at a crazy high level. I mean, that's life or death there. I still think the Don Wall, like what that oh, guy gosh. went through. The first part of the story when he got kidnapped. Awesome. How is that not a documentary in, in, in its itself? own? So, right, yeah, just yeah, a separate yeah. prelude. But the guy did it with one f- or like a nub yeah. of a finger. Freaking cut his finger off. And then his buddy was couldn't get that pass, and he's waiting up there on the ledge. He went back. So when I was living in California, actually, the guy who uh, climbed it with him, yeah, um, he worked at the gym, the climbing gym that I used to go to all the time. I better, I mean, I don't. He yeah. wouldn't recognize me, and I don't know him well at all. But right. he, I remember when they just finished. Um, they had a big viewing uh, at the climbing wall, and it's pretty cool being around it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, and just this is the last sign off, between the two accomplishments, the free solo or the Don Wall, they're so different. They are. So different in time. One's like days and weeks, other one's a couple hours. Days and weeks? Talk about years. How long did it take him to do that? It was like seven right. years, right? But like the, of on project. the ledge, Yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like living up there. He doesn't go down mm-hmm. off the, what's it called? A, a portal ledge? Portal ledge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what do you look at those two? I think they're both insane. <laughs> they're both insane. <laughs> Completely uh, different, but both insane. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even I couldn't even go one way or another. Alex Honnold, the Spencer Lee of climbing, that for, level. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love it, man. <laughs> I've heard him on Joe Rogan a couple of times, and it's like I just like that whole climbing world. I knew you were into it, so I had to pick yeah. up about it a little bit. Because the Don Wall to me might be crazier. I, I mean... It might be. Yeah. They're, they're both insane. Both crazy. Well, yeah. Dan Dennis, thanks for coming on Thank the show. Thank you. Man. I appreciate it. It has. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. This episode was presented by Quant Wrestling. Quant provides detailed analytics on the great sport of wrestling. Download the Quant app now in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. The first two weeks are free, but if you use the discount code WCML, You'll get an additional two weeks free. That's Quant, Q-U-A-N-T, available in both the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Quant Wrestling, a proud sponsor of Wrestling Changed My Life.